0: Another edition of the Chair Shot Podcast comes to you on a beautiful Monday evening. I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, joined as always by my ever-dependent co-hosts. First of all, Mr. Joe Towner.
1: Hello, Barry.
0: And over there in Kildare, pressing buttons, Mr. Paul Griffin. Hello. All right, lads, how we doing? We all good we all alive and all that um mostly alive I
1: think so baby
0: well I'm you know just about there I'm on lots of different medications um, because I'm a man sick little baby <laughs> um, I got an inhaler I got eardrops I got a nose nasal spray um, I have had I had the longest day of work imaginable uh, because as I mentioned there, I have ear drops. My ears are very clogged up. Every every now and then, I just get really bad kind of in my ears because I just walk around all day, which is my volume turned way high. I, I get the I get the warning on my phone literally once a day because I always oh turn it up at the very top. So so every now and then, I I get like really bad wax up and I can't hear shit for like um a couple of days. It's it's staying longer than usual now though because I have this horrible head cold i'm really congested so apologies outright if i sound uh, terrible because i have no nose breathing facility so my all my orifices are just they're, they're clogged right now
2: um so that's good that's it's good which are music up to the So what are you listening to metallica it's, this is some of podcasts really it's, you know
0: but i want to hear all those salient points at, at, at volume 11
2: i want to hear a lot of lip smacking
0: Turned oh, away. Yo, I, I hear so much lip smacking. <laughs> uh, so I sound like garbage, and so I apologize. And so I was just I mean I was well, like, that's, just, that's just your accent,
2: Barry. Don't have a go at yourself.
0: She piped down over there. Uh I I,
2: I won I want the like... talk.
0: Here we gear up our jack. I haven't said that garbage.
2: in months. Gear up our
0: Jack. Yeah. But uh so i was like father jack at work today i was just like what what <laughs> every and like people and so i mean this obviously sounds fine because it's not you know when i have the headphones on it doesn't really bother me so like talking to customers on the phone because he has us okay, turned up just, to 11 i have oh uh, yeah what i'm just doing more damage now as i do the podcast um so anyway, yeah, so, so that's, that's, you know, that's been my week. My, my big adventure on Saturday was going to the chemist and then sitting with my head tilted for six hours uh, after the fact where I let drop sit in. Oh God. Oh God. So, um, so that's good. So what about you, lads? Are you all healthy and alive?
1: Mm? 100%. Woo. Let's go. Been working out every day. Oh, Pumped. really? Yeah. Been on the cross trainer. Ooh. Back in the New York groove. I've
2: been swimming. Like I said, I was gonna. Nice no, one! How long, uh, far you gone? Uh, last time we went, I did twenty six lengths. And that, that's been my third, my third go. Uh, I did, Ooh. I did get a scales. Like I said, I was gonna last time, so I'm tracking the old weight. Uh, do you want to hazard a guess as to how much I was when I weighed myself the first time? Actually, wait wait, I actually weigh the same now. I haven't lost any weight. Um. In pounds. Didn't you tell us last week? No, I said I was close to 200, but I didn't say what it was. Oh, okay. Um... Was it was
1: 197, and then you took your stomach off the towel
2: rack at 212. <laughs> <112? laughs> <laughs> I'm 239 and feeling fine. Not <laughs> <laughs> really. No, I'm not I'm not 239 pounds.
0: I was going, okay, when you originally weighed... I'm also time, not 197. I,
2: on. I
0: would say you were 185.
2: Uh, 190. No, one ninety. No, it's one one ninety three point six. Oh, as a big boy.
1: 193.6, It's FM. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's Fat it's Tub Twitter FM. You're listening to Fat Paul and Barry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little bit of a bleeding gum smoothie.
2: <laughs> Here's a little bit of uh, clogged arteries with in You hit. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been swimming a few times haven't hit the gym yet cuz the place where where we're signed up uh has a gym as well haven't haven't gone to the gym yet take ease myself in uh with swimming so first day we did 16 lengths then i did 21 then i did 26 so i'll try go for 31 next time um, swimming's fun though i like swimming uh place also has a, a sauna and a steam room which i don't really understand the point of um, the steam room, I get, because it's good for your lungs and that, isn't it? Vapor. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah, and your pores. Like it's, it's a little bit of you know, it's a little bit of everything.
2: The sauna is just uncomfortably hot.
0: I would fucking love to go into a sauna and out my bonged up head full of mucus. I need my pores opened. Yeah, it
2: doesn't open up the old pores. It yeah, gives yeah, the, yeah, gives the skin. Well, I got good pores already. I don't need. Uh... Oh,
3: look at me! Oh. Oh. Unless fat I'm is able to seep
2: through pores. Scale. <laughs> Unless fat is able to seep through pores, in which case, that'd be alright. But I don't know that my pores get big enough for that. So I'm just sitting there, uncomfortable, going, this is too hot. Uh, they have a jacuzzi as well, which is nice. And a gym, which I've avoided, like the plague. Um, but that's fun. yeah. like swimming. have my old uh, shorts on. I don't have shorts as stylish as Barry's. Um, watermelon ones. <laughs> does, <laughs>
3: does
1: anyone? <laughs> I, I I have
2: some nice uh, rainbow color shorts, um, <laughs> that I wear. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been fun. Um, Sounds good. So I'm I I haven't lost anyway. In fact, I think since I started going swimming, I've put on like point two of a pound.
1: You're uh, swallowing swallowing a lot of water, or
2: <laughs> of water and sweets. Weirdly. (laughs) He's been kicked out of so many
0: gyms for like pouring sherbet into the water.
2: (laughs) Well, I finished off um, the birthday cake today.
0: (laughs) The ongoing saga.
2: (laughs) Which I bought on the 8th of September. So I've had that for... God, two weeks. Eighth
0: of September.
2: And the last slice of it today. It was actually still good. It didn't go stale or bad, right? Oh my god! Imagine the chemicals in it. It's just, it's, it's awesome. just a
0: little fortnight old. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> it's,
2: it's like Homer's sandwich, all grey and sad. Oh, uh, that's the artwork.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, we had the last bit of cake today, so I'm kind of we we've had a lot of goodies around the house. I'm trying to whittle them all down. <laughs> like the cake's gone now. Okay, no, no more, no more excuse where I go. Oh, there's cake left. I have, to have a bit of that. No more picking at the cake. Um, had some nice chicken for dinner today. Just some grilled chicken fillet, chicken breast, uh, which I really enjoy, and a big thing of rocket, which I like as well. Rocket salad. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I ate some rocket today. Rocket's great. Yeah, good
1: stuff. Ooh, I like yeah. Rocket Man. Or if Donald
2: you George live in America, it's, it's called c- it's called cilantro in America. So don't just for our listeners over there.
1: No, no it's arugula.
2: It's what? what? It's arugula. Too many names for the same thing. No, what's hang on, what's cilantro then? That's coriander. Uh, anyway, How you know that shit? Arugula. That's a mad name. Uh, a Bobby Roo. A- so it's like uh, neighbors, and we have bad neighbors. Uh, Avengers, yeah. and we have Avengers Assemble, yeah. and then yeah. arugula, we have Rocket. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Mad. Why can't we not just? Don't we speak the same language, Joe? Why can't we not just? Oh, can't we all just come together, people? Just have the same names for things? Apparently not. So I had some arugula today, and that was bloody good. Uh, big tub of it. I actually was as eating that as I was watching No Mercy. Like a bag of crisps. Um, having some lovely <laughs> rocket. Um, which I had. Weird, weird combination, but actually worked quite well. <laughs> Covered in smoky bacon flavoring, was it? No, no. <laughs> 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 no, no, I was just eating it. But I was, I was sipping a can of Coke while I had it. Yeah. And it was, it was like, oh, mm, this was, it, it, it was like the flaming Hover. I was just like, oh, this this works. This is weird. Who <laughs> would have tunk it? <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm about 193 right mm-hmm. now. Probably closer to 194 than 183, actually. But um, that's only because I've I've only been swimming a few days. I haven't hit the gym yet, and I haven't really changed the diet yet. But that's for week two. So hopefully we'll start seeing yeah, some. Uh, yeah, start start slowly. You know start I mean? so slowly, you're basically still hurting yourself. <laughs>
1: It's it's about hurting yourself more slowly. I think that's yeah, the key. Yeah, absolutely. That's the key, really.
2: Um, so that's what I've up to. What about you? What about uh, yourself, Joe? What, aside from the gym, up to anything interesting?
1: Um, no, not particularly. Went out on Friday for a few drinks after work. That's about it, really.
2: You must be looking like Braun Strowman these days.
1: Um, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly the beard. <coughs> um, and
2: the giant face like a baby. He does, yeah. I was I was watching um, No Mercy today, and I, it did strike me again how how much of a baby face he has. Yeah, this is why
1: I'll never be a star. But anyway,
2: I keep forgetting until I see him because you know I don't watch Raw. As if that's some kind of boast. <laughs> um, I keep forgetting how much like Eugene he looks.
1: Yeah, that is true. Like a kind of his big brother. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, you lads, and remember at uh, the end of uh, Batman Arkham Asylum when the Joker got the on the big sauce? Yeah, and he turns into a big giant scary muscle Joker. That's Eugene turning into Bronze. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: <dear. laughs> anyway. Is that all the life guff we have? A short life guff today? I think that's all the, the,
0: the life guff. Yeah, I I haven't been up to much.
2: Um, um I, I was actually sick in the week as well. I was sick on mm-hmm. one Monday and Tuesday. Went to the doctor I'm here, uh old respiratory infection as I always have. So I was on the antibiotics and on the on the on the roids. Um on the gas again. I'm mostly better now. I'm still not hundred percent, but I'm I was coughing all the time and <laughs> I'm alright now.
0: Yeah, that sucks. That time of year.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh I um I'm going into uh the hospital next month huh? to get uh to get an old tube up the bum.
2: Yeah. Oh <laughs> what am I gonna do with this jumbo bikini?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah that's 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 coming up. Looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> it is coming, coming up. up. <laughs>
1: so the doctor, said mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's what that's what he actually sings. Pigs, so I'm coming off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's that? Is that a, That's attention, not uh, the tension in the room is palpable. So, so he needs to light. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, it's not an endoscopy. Which one is? Is that a colonoscopy? No, it's a colonoscopy. Yeah. colonoscopy.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's the other end.
2: What's he yeah. looking up there uh, for? <laughs> Uh, well, he's, I think he's looking for
0: uh, an ulcer, but who knows what he'll find. It's like a claw machine. You know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: uh... it's, a, it's a Captain America plushie. <laughs> I, I,
0: I think I'd rather do this than um, the endoscopy down the gob. I mean, that's just, like, horrifying. Uh, yeah. I've had I of yeah. i that one. That's bad. Yeah. When I heard it was... Because I... <laughs> my gp goes when i first went to my my stomach problems he was like all right uh you know well, i'll send you i'll refer you to this person this person and this person will give you a uh a scope and he didn't say which end it was going in um and i <laughs> i was initially uh annoyed when i found out it was the up the back end but then when i thought about it i was like actually no like i i was barely able to handle like years and years of the dentists just like putting a finger or two in my mouth. The, the idea of, of the thing going down your throat would like horrify me. So I'll I'll, I'll you know yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you like a champ the other way.
2: Um, Have you yeah. ever had anything of the old Jaxie?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, well. am I just giving you about my, my private life now? Or?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never had either. Like we had obviously Joe. You mentioned you had you've had the down the gob one. Mm. um barry's gonna gonna have it up the the wazoo um so i don't know i I don't have that experience so i don't know how how i would expect you know i don't know how i'd kind of feel about that i mean obviously it has to be done it's not like you have a (laughs) an option per se but well, I to be fair, I do. It's like, it's like, I also haven't had like the
0: pains in question that caused me to go to the doctor in like two months. Right. So I, I I could pop it off and save myself, you know, a claim on the old insurance. But you know, it is it is purely exploratory. Well, I say exploratory, they're not going up for a laugh. But, um, you know, but uh, in a way, it does have to be done. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Well, I hope that's not too bad. That's
0: that's 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 uh, uh hospital golf.
2: Have you guys ever had uh, the 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 finger up the bum?
0: Uh um, I got that in the in the uh consultant's meeting where he decided to do the 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 colonoscopy. He did the, the old finger.
2: Not, I've um, never had the finger either, Joe. It's, it's um, not pleasant. Uh, no finger. Is that all right? Is it no, no, it's not pleasant at all. No, Oh, <laughs> so he said it's not unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not unpleasant. <laughs> well, Straker did ask if I was comfortable, and I was like, "Well, I don't know. Are you comfortable?"
3: <laughs>
0: it was.
1: It was no, also one of those uh, giant stone cold foam fingers. <laughs> there, weird part. <laughs> did he give you a, t- a tickle? He though, put it did? up there.
0: and put it up there. I started by me like I was Martini. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, when you hear the glass, that's your ass
0: oh but no the the finger is actually like not not to sound you know but it's actually it's not nice at all i actually didn't like it (laughs) anything at all um anyway that's enough arse talk did it hurt Um, though
2: or was it just uncomfortable
0: no it didn't no it didn't hurt it was just it was just uncomfortable
2: it was just uncomfortable right Mm. It was
0: it, it, if anyone if anyone is going, especially any of our you know our older male listeners, which is all we have. Uh, if you are going and, and and you're contemplating getting the old finger up the bum for prostate uh, reasons, uh, do not hesitate. It is not it is not actually painful. It's just it's just mildly
2: uncomfortable as you would expect. Because mm. uh, that's where uh, the that's G good. spot is, Barry. So. Yeah, well uh, maybe he just thing. didn't put it in the right place. So. Well he, he was an amateur if that was the
0: case because I was not enjoying it. so
2: <laughs> you didn't come is what you're saying?
0: N- I did not not well you know <laughs> I, I had to <laughs>
2: you, had to, you had to come with this seat and wait till
0: afterwards <laughs> I had the memory of the occasion <laughs> <laughs> Get me through uh, anyway finger anyway any, any other life cough before we move on? Okay. Uh no. No, no, no that's it Alrighty, uh let's move onwards and upwards here. We've got a lot of movies to talk about. Who wants to go first on the old movie Hmm.
2: i can go I can go first um okay well i've I watched two movies which are rewatches so i've not I've not been watching them for the first time okay. uh I watched uh, Prisoners again, which is one of my okay. my little favorite movies, which i I talk about endlessly, and I think this is my third or fourth time watching it since it came out four years ago <laughs> in 2013. Uh, love it, David. Real One of the best directors on the go currently. I know Joe. You like you like his movies as well a lot. Ooh, yeah. Enemy, Ooh, yeah. Enemy, and uh, uh, Sicario. I didn't love Sicario. Sicario is very good. Arrival, uh, Arrival, yeah, Arrival, and Blade Runner, yeah. which is coming out in like two weeks. So figured I might as well get back into that Villeneuve mindset. Uh loved it. Love prisoners. It is very long, but uh it doesn't feel kind of flabby or bloated. It's very, very efficient. And uh full of great performances. I forgot Viola Davis is in it. She's great. Uh Paul Dano's brilliant. Hugh Jackman, Jill Hall, like really great cast. Um and just a really tense movie. I remember the first time I watched it, I was just kind of like fingernails in the chair, so so tense watching it. But um, yeah, one of my fa- one of my favorite movies of of the decade so far, I would say definitely Ooh. definitely in the top top ten Ooh. of the decade, I'd say. I don't know whether it would necessarily be be top top three or top five, but it's certainly a a movie that I really really kind of connect to and enjoyed. Um, so yeah, prisoners. Uh, give the old ten ski. Uh, also, rewatched watched Jackass, the movie, the first one. Um, that seems like a, maybe a an a out of left field choice <laughs> for a movie to rewatch, but mm. um, we were sitting down yesterday. Obviously, we didn't record the podcast yesterday because I wasn't a hundred percent yesterday. I was kind of had a headache and I was kind of feeling a little nauseous, so uh, we didn't do the podcast. Uh, I instead. We sat down and just watched some TV, which I guess we'll talk about in a second. Uh, We watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy, which led to an episode of Death Note, which led to uh, me getting, for whatever reason, the jackass TV box that I have out and watching a few skits because I wanted to watch the one where they do the loop-de-loop for some reason, Uh, which (laughs) which led to watching the jackass movie. You know what? I bet that first jackass
0: movie. Well, actually, maybe not the movie, but I bet that I bet that TV show is almost quaint now by the standards. Of oh, the even story.
2: even the first movie. The first movie, unlike to an extent the second one, the third one, the first movie is just a long episode of the show. There's like no special format to it or no special like gimmick. Uh, like the third one had the 3D, obviously, and the second one. I think even even the second one was kind of more extreme to a level than the tv series but the, the the movie is very much just a long episode um it's just a series of skits um and you know how much you enjoy that is very i think very much dependent on how much you enjoy the personalities of the guys because you know anybody can do can get in a and trolley and be pushed into a curb but i think you have to like the people doing it and you know whether it's knoxville steve-o Pontius. um Margera or any of those. I quite I quite like all, all those guys. Um, and it, I I thought it would be weirder now that Ryan Dunn obviously is dead to watch kind of watch that back. Uh, and for the most part, it wasn't. But there there is the one uh, the one skate in the first movie where himself and Knoxville are on the golf cart and <laughs> they just slam into the ground. And it's it is yeah. kind of knowing that he died in a car accident. Now it is kind of weird watching that one back um but i i love jackass you know it's very very juvenile very silly but uh i can't help but be entertained when i watch it um i think oftentimes when it comes to jackass i i feel like the cheaper the skit, and, and it, in some ways the cheaper the laugh uh the more i get entertained by it like i i i i'm not so much a fan of the big extravagant skits they do as, as much as just the simple uh that you, a bike fall into it like try to jump over a river in, in a push bike or something like that's the kind of stuff that i love uh so i really enjoyed that it's a really short movie as well it's only 80 minutes um so barely feature length um, but i like that a lot i might even watch this i have i have here on dvd the the tv box set uh the first movie the second movie the 2.5 the third one and the 3.5 so i might watch I yeah, we we'll forget the chance over the next while, uh, and then the one new movie I watched was uh, Bad Neighbors Two, known in America as Neighbors Two: Sorority Rising. Um, wait, 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 why do we have a different name of it? Is it because Neighbors,
0: the Aussie show, isn't a thing in the states?
2: Yeah. I don't know. This is one of my little pet peeves. Yeah, I think it is. It probably is, to be honest. But this is one of my little pet peeves where, as we kind of alluded to already on the show, is when something is released. In America, and over here, for whatever reason, whether it's uh, copyright, something else, like the case was with Avengers, where there was the other Avengers, mm. um, yada, yada, yada. I just hate it. I, I, it's like, with Harry Potter, oh, oh Harry Potter's by example, because you have, obviously, Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone, but with any other work of art, normally this would not be an issue, you know? So why is it not just called, like... Why did they drop the sorority rising subtitle? I I understand we don't have sororities here, but it's not like I'm watching the movie going, "Duh, what is a sorority? I don't understand what's happening." You know, uh, it's like I, I
0: can kind of I can maybe understand some people who don't. Oh God, we're so but, exposed
2: is, to American culture that we know. All those
0: but, things. but 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 uh, this is just very low opinion of the average moviegoer. We don't have sororities over here, and I think the logic is. If you don't have to have a big word like that in your film title, don't. Whereas mm. over over in the states, I mean, you know, let's not forget that the inverse is is true as well. In the states, they went from you know, uh, philosopher's stone to sorcerer's stone. You know, <coughs> it's just most most of these changes are just low opinions of moviegoers.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm I'm super happy that I have uh, I have the Avengers. Movie on Blu-ray, which is the steel. This, this is me bragging now. The steelbook edition, but doesn't have the name of the movie anywhere on the case. That's what I love about it, because I can now pretend that it's the Avengers and not Avengers Assemble. Which is mm. imagine, that, imagine American coming over to to the UK or Ireland and and going through HMV or whatever, and Avengers Assemble. You'd be like, what is this sci-fi knockoff shite? And you're like, no, that's the real one. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Um, so that's one of my, my little pet peeves. My other pet peeve is uh, comedy sequels that are terrible. Which Bad Neighbors Two is a little bit. Um, I really like the first one. I really liked uh, Neighbors because I'm kind of. Uh, I was a late comer to to Seth Rogen, but I kind of really enjoy his uh, his partnership with Evan Goldberg and the the movies they write and like This Is the End. I loved the interview. I loved. Uh, the Christmas one they did, can't remember what it was called. Uh, it was okay. I didn't love it, but I thought it was very good. Pineapple Express, I really liked a lot. The First Neighbors, I really enjoyed. Uh, this one was very, very lazy. Um, it was the kind of kind of script that felt like they wrote in like the first draft in two hours, and just went, uh, it's fine. That that'll be the movie. Like the character characters just change (laughs) and not in terms of like character development but you have a character like um chloe grace moretz from kick-ass she's the main girl i guess in this um and at the start she's like this nerdy girl who um sets up their sorority so they can have their own kind of party and not pander to what fraternities and sororities typically are um and then just on a dime she's like suddenly the exact same character that Zac Efron was in the first movie. And I was like but the, no. that's not what she was five minutes ago. And then at the end of the movie she's a nerd again. You're like um, She realized yeah. that the contents of her character were more important all right? Absolutely. Zac Efron is great. I really like Zac Efron. He's in every shitty movie I see him in he's always the best thing about. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen is just completely on autopilot on the other hand. Like he couldn't have cared less about this movie. He's, he's comatose during it. Um, and almost everyone else was rubbish. Um, are you sure he wasn't high, dude? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, in fact, during the scenes where he was high, that's where he showed more life than when he wasn't high. Um, there are two good cameos in it. Hannibal Buress is in it for like a minute, and he's very funny. And Kelsey Grammer is in it for a minute, and he's very funny. But everyone else is shit in it. And uh, the plot is nonsense. And it's not very funny. So I picked it up on Blu-ray for like five euro. Um, It's probably worth about that. I wouldn't go out of my way to see it. Even if you enjoyed the first one, I wouldn't go out of my way to see it. Just pretend that there was no sequel. Um, Because it's essentially the same movie again. Not done as well and not as funny. So I give that Mm. four out of ten.
0: All right. Is that that your laugh for the week? That's my laugh for the week. I watched some movies. I watched, uh, uh, this is one of Kira's choices. I watched high fidelity. Oh, say, uh, a John Cusack romantic comedy thing from the year 2000. I'd never seen it before. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of like a yank Hollywood's <laughs> black books in a way. Right. Yeah, where Cusack is like this kind of misanthropic kind of like hipstery record store owner rather than a book owner who, who, you know, and it's it's it, it's kind of based on a lot of the same comedy as well, where it's like customers come into the to the record store and like, you know, the staff just kind of have contempt for them. And it's this kind of ramshackle operation. But in the middle of it, then there's like a John Cusack uh, romcom. In there, uh, it was good. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, it has a it has um, uh, you know uh, it's it's a bit of a, a roller coaster because they, they start Cusack's character off as just the most like unlikable character imaginable. They're showing him kind of burning through like relationship after relationship, and then they show him as a, kind of the snob who runs the record store. And uh, but there's an arc there, and it's well executed, and I enjoy it. Um, yeah, it, it was solid. It was it was is Enjoyable, and this was uh, the year 2000, and it has the quintessential early 2000s Jack Black performance in it. Mm. He plays a get this, lads, a wise cracking fan of the
2: rock music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does he say the word awesome at some point? Does, does he, he do he a says kick?
0: awesome, uh, I think I don't know if he says awesome, but he says things like that with that inclination of awesome, you know, and, just, and he does, and a, he jump, does a jumping teamwork, fat man kick. And and also I, I get the feeling that part of the humour is that he's a little fat man. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. so let me tell you, if you whatever your predisposition for Jack Black, especially early Jack Black is, uh, this film will just double down on it. So if you don't like him you will you'll be very dissatisfied with large sections of this film. And uh and if you do like him then you might enjoy it. I like I like Jack Black, but he you know, I it's definitely one of those performances of his, so um, so, yeah, that was high fidelity. And then uh, <laughs> my roommate was like, uh, we're going to see Kingsman 2 tonight. Do you want to come? I was like, I don't know what Kingsman is. You never uh, saw the first <laughs> Kingsman? Yeah, I. so I said this. I didn't find out what it was until I actually, I, I did. I, I heard one thing about it prior to us going to see it, which is that there was a, a trailer before Stephen King's It. Mm-hmm. Um for, for uh, Kingsman two. And I honestly didn't know it was a sequel. They it said Kingsman and then they said the Golden Circle and I was like, Wait, is this first one? Is that a sequel to something I should know? What is this? So, no, I and every conversation I've had with someone about it is you've never seen it. Lads, I had never even heard of this series what? of
2: films. <laughs> we must have talked uh, about it on the podcast. I, heard of it. weird, I...
0: I mean maybe maybe we talked about it but we talk about a lot of films, lads. You know what I mean? I I you know. True. Um uh, but I, so yeah, I I was, this is, and it's weird, because it's like, so I watched the sequel, it, it wasn't, like, amazing, but it was solid, and everyone had said that, like, the first one's fantastic, and the second one's a downgrade, and it's just like, how have I not seen this? Because it's like, even if the second one is, like, the watered-down one, I mean, like, this is like a movie I would fucking love, it's like, it's an over-the-top action movie, it's like... I hate to use the most cliche uh, comparison ever, but it's like James Bond on like, you know, whatever, whatever your, your metaphor of choice is, James Bond on crack or James Bond on steroids or whatever you want to say, you know, Secret Service, uh, uh, Brits fighting bad guys in the most preposterously over-the-top uh, action sequences ever. Um, so I don't know how I missed this the first time, but uh, I, might, I might pop in CEX, see if I can grab me an owl. The first one is a lot of fun.
1: Episode two hundred and fifty-eight. We review Kingsman.
0: There you
1: go. Have you forgotten that already, Barry? Or?
0: must not have been listening. Long. I mean, I'll be I honest. When it, when, it, when it comes time for your bit of movie golf, I do. I just go, oh, okay, time to time to just look at the wall now. Uh, <laughs> take the old hint moves off That's the wall, brother. <laughs> yeah, I just sit there. I, just, I mute myself and just say, "That's got to be the wall." Um, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, Kingsman 2 solid uh, one thing that annoys me it's like did you ever notice right here's a trope when you're watching a film that has a great cast and it has loads of reveal shots where it's like here look at our great cast do you know what I mean uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of yeah, who's yeah, in this think. like they, they've like, got like uh, Julian Channing and Moore.
1: Channing Tatum, Tatum Channing that, Channing, that's Channing Tatum the one. That's, that's what's the his name one? Channing Tatum or Tatum Channing I can't remember Channing Tatum. Channing Tatums.
0: That's one of the the big ones. So basically, this film's all about they go to the States and they basically meet the equivalent of the Kingsmen in the States. And it's like, it's like they're not just, the scene is framed in such a way that it's not just, whoa, here's this character because we don't know who the character is. It's very much like, hey, everyone, look, it's Channing Tatum in our movie. You know what I mean? And Uh,
1: your fella from Game of Thrones.
0: And your fella from Game of Thrones as well, who is great in it. And he's he's doing a very, you know, A Completely different, wacky accent to the one he's putting on Game of Thrones. But yeah, it was it was solid. It was an easy to watch, uh, over the top action film. Um, good performances in it, and I'll, I'll definitely check out the first one. It seems like something I would love. Um, also, a very weird world. Like they've they, you know, it's it's not just the James Bond uh, kind of. Um, Style spy movie. They've got like robot dogs, like in Wolfenstein, and and all kinds of you know wacky over the top shit. Like it's 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 cool. Um, so yeah, I watched that, and uh, I believe that's it. That's my yeah, uh, those are my those are my
2: movies. Yeah, I definitely recommend you watch the first one. It's very good. Sam Jackson is in it, and he's fun. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yourself, Joe.
1: Um, I just watched the one film it's called Saturday Night Fever it stars John Travolta as a fellow what dances on a Saturday night Um, I would give it a thumbs up is
2: the Bee Gees in it
1: yeah they're in it a lot a lot of music from the Bee Gees themselves sounds good so it's it's one I've never seen and um, it's quite a classic and I enjoyed it a lot
2: yeah I've never seen it either um seems like one that I used to see a lot in like video rental stores.
3: Yeah.
2: But I never actually um, checked it
1: It's out. a bit like um Rocky if he was a dancer, not a boxer.
2: Are you gonna watch the sequel? Oh well, no. <laughs> but uh the sequel to it was directed by um Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah, directed and written by Sylvester Stallone.
1: Uh, no, I definitely will, will be not, oh. not be checking that out.
2: I don't even know if it's supposed to be good or not. I, I, I must check so out Saturday Night Favourite at some stage, though. Yeah, yeah you should. Because I feel like that, along with like, Grease, um, uh, Footloose, um, Wait, 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 wait. You've Flashdown. never seen Grease? No, I've never seen any of these movies. That kind of like quintessential... <laughs> Like late seventies disco do you
0: movies. do you just throw your telly out at Christmas too
2: busy watching a jackass again baby <laughs> here's
0: the thing if you if you are if you have been alive in the last twenty years, you have a television and it's been on at any time during christmas <laughs> you you have by law you must have seen one of the following films um uh <laughs> any of the Harry Potters and james Bonds seen all uh, of them. Shrek. seen that uh toy story uh-huh. Uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, these, these are the only seven films they
2: play during Christmas. <laughs> I ain't seen Greece. And Greece. New Greece. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, Joe, by the way. Hmm. Uh, I saw that Red Letter Media put up today on their YouTube channel a new review for a Tom Hanks movie. Uh, what's it called? Joe and the Volcano? Versus the Volcano. Joe versus the Volcano. Uh I was looking through your Hanksgiving archive. I couldn't see uh a review for that. So I was I was just wanted to know your opinion on that movie. Um it's quite a good movie, but not brilliant. Uh, I'd say one of the kind of B
1: B level Hanks movies. Okay. Would you
2: give it a fresh tomato or a green one? I'd go fresh. Yeah. What what yeah. are the um the rankings or the ratings on uh Ready Steady Cook? Red tomato or green pepper? Pepper.
1: Green pepper. Yeah, those aren't really rankings, those are the themes, are
2: they <laughs> Well, let's just take that and make it rankings. A
1: little bit of Percy Pepper.
2: Although to be a honest. Bit. A
1: little bit of Susie salt.
2: I like I like green pepper. I don't like a red tomato. So
1: Same here. Yeah. Same
2: here. Pe- yeah. Green peppers are really nice Barry, by the way. They're if nice. you if you're looking to explore more veggies out there, you could do a lot worse than a green pepper.
0: Uh, green peppers are all right.
2: Green peppers—they're like crunchy water.
0: Wait, are you talking about eating them on their own? Because
2: yeah, I mean not eating them like an apple, but I like to—I uh, like to slice oh, up a green I thought, pepper. I thought
0: that's what you were saying, and I was like, "What the Sice hell?" Slice it up,
2: no, because then you get all seeds and stuff in your mouth, would not you?
0: Yeah, and and, then, <laughs> and also you're eating a vegetable, so
2: <laughs> replace that with a Mars bar—much better. Uh, anyway, suggest so the movie. I've been meaning, by the way. Uh, to get to the cinema because I still want to see it and I do want to check out Mother see what? don't <laughs> start
0: that again <laughs> why <are> you gonna...
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, boys
0: you wanna oh you <laughs> wanna you wanna you wanna see... <laughs> you noises, want... <laughs> <there>. <laughs> you want you wanna see Mother just uh, pop down to the old uh, charity shop where she works mate hmm
2: hmm what's that tumbleweeds mm. after going by that's
0: bad. Uh, you, you want to see mother oh why it's not even mother's day what
2: mm.
0: <laughs> oh it's her birthday or
2: well I don't hate women mate because I want to see mother <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means um... what the fuck <laughs>
0: anyway uh, any more movies that we're talking about no now?
2: that's it no more movies, movies no are more movies finished.
0: they're retired forever yeah I'll never
2: see Greece. The time has passed.
0: (laughs) Hey, well, I think Greece is overrated, so. (gasps)
2: Uh,
0: Any game goff you wanted to do?
2: Yeah. um, I've been playing multiple games this week, but only one of them I want to talk about to any great length. That's Horizon. So I'm coming up on about 15 hours into Horizon. I'm level 22, I want to say. So I'm getting through it pretty quickly. Um,. I'd say, though, it's I, I, I'm not loving it. Um, I feel like Horizon is a game like Zelda to an extent that I feel like has, has and, and, and more so than Zelda, has um, lots of little things that annoy me um, to the point where it's it's not ruining the game, but uh, that I, I wouldn't consider it like a 9 or a 10 out of 10. Um and mostly to do with the uh the way it plays, like the technical way it plays. Uh, I find it sometimes very annoying. Um one of the things I really dislike about it is the the way Aloy jumps in the game. Um yeah. her jump animation is very vertical, like upwards. And when you're trying to run and jump forward like over a ledge or over a hill she doesn't jump outwards; she jumps up. Even though your momentum should be carrying you forward, her jump is almost perfectly vertical, and that's quite annoying.
0: Paul here mansplaining jumping. Uh, Jumping, Barry, is when to a beautiful heroine love, <laughs> of a wonderful story. <laughs> Listen, love.
2: Why are you jumping <laughs> upwards? <to> is... <laughs> um. So. Uh. The other thing that I don't like as well, this is this is something that uh, kind of annoyed me about Firewatch as well, when I was playing Firewatch, is um, let's say I'm I'm running away from a, a sawtooth or something, right, or some kind of big enemy. I um I inevitably need to recharge my health, right, and the easiest way to do that is up on the D-pad. Use your medicine gimmick, right. However, what you cannot do is be moving while you press that button. So to do that, you have to stop running, press up on the D-pad. She does a little uh, animation, and then you can start running again. Why can't I just press up and recharge my health while I'm running? Uh, why when I'm running past... Uh, let's say I want I to uh, collect some ridgewood or whatever the fuck it's called. The collectible resources in the game. Why, when I'm running past that, do I have to stop to press triangle to collect it? Why can I not just run past it and hit triangle as I'm running and you collected a thing? It's almost like um, they implemented mechanics for it to be, quote, unquote, realistic. Like, well, obviously you can't uh, recharge your health while you're running because you have to stop. And well, no, the game is supposed to be fun to play. (laughs) You think so? You think so, but there's loads of annoying things like this that make it not fun to play. Like in in Firewatch, right? My my gripe with Firewatch, and other people will will take this as a positive, which I take as a negative. In Firewatch, uh, you don't have a little um, mini map on the user interface on the hood, right? Instead, you have to press a button to pull out a map with a compass, and that blocks up the entire view of where you're looking. And of course, it's supposed to be like, well, it's like all orienteering. You, if, if you want to see where you are, you put out your compass, you pull out your map, you say, well, I'm going this way. I to go. Okay, but I, I want to play the game. I don't want to spend five hours looking at a map, you know? Just put a little mini map on there and I can run around and do whatever. So it's, it's almost, again, like it's, it's, it's realism in the way of, of fun game design. It's like they, they overthought these things. And for me it makes the the game less fun to play um cuz i'll be playing horizon and i'll be i'll be nearly dying and i'm like well i need to hammer the the health button and the health button doesn't do anything if you're moving you have to stop so you can do it and it's like ugh. sometimes i feel like i i can't be bothered with horizon to be honest um the story is fine but more and more i find myself um skipping like side quest cutscenes with characters i don't know like i don't care what they have to say i'm just skip 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 skip, skip. just tell me what your quest is and i'll go do it um, which is a shame because i was really really excited about it and i really li- i really like the world like the the design of the world um with the the different tribes and the the kind of the clothes they wear and the the machines and so on um, i just wish that the game itself was kind of more fun to play and i tell you what i cannot do one more quest where it's like track that man's blood and just walk yeah. walk for ten minutes.
0: And let me tell you, every quest uh, is that. You're if, and you're not even that far into the game. Let me tell you, that is the, the side quest.
2: That is game. the game. Ah, oh, so boring. So every quest is boring to do. Um, yeah, that's true. a damn shame. A damn shame. But uh. I will continue to plug on with it, and uh I do like the little um the little challenges they have where it's like uh do uh this thing within two minutes or whatever to get a gold That's a little bit more fun, but uh the the, the most of the game is not that it's following uh tracks around um so that's what I've been playing I also playing pez, which I'm uh not as good at as I thought I was, and uh a little bit of uh ukulele here and there. Which is also really fun. That's a fun game.
0: Cool. Uh, I'm tipping away at the usual stuff near Zelda. Uh, I'm I'm uh, making progress on the first uh, Divine Beast. Um, yeah, as I said, every time I talk about this game, with with those puzzles, click. It's really great. Um, there's the, they are really inventive and really satisfying. And then yesterday, I was in the mood, I wanted to play something different than the other stuff I'm kind of tipping away at. I saw World Dig 2 is out uh, on the Switch. I was going to get it. And then I realized I bought the first one ages ago and I never played it. So I booted it up and I immediately loved it. And I played it all the way to its conclusion in one day. Uh, it's not that long. It's only about five or six hours long. But it's basically like a platformer slash Metroid game with a little bit of Dig Dug in there, or a lot of Dig Dug actually, that's kind of one of the main things. You have a pickaxe and you're just kind of, you're basically chipping away at the environment uh, to make progress. It's, uh, uh, you're just co- constantly tunneling downwards. That's the main objective. And then uh, occasionally teleporting back up to the surface to sell the wares you find. And uh, when you sell the wares, you get money, which you can use to upgrade your gear to go lower and find rarer stuff. And that's the loop. And it's really, really satisfying. Uh, uh, the the Metroid aspect is of course you get new gear as you go along uh, that helps you get other places and, and get to secret areas and stuff like that and yeah it's really really great and it was just five hours it was it was just a fun afternoon of some solid platforming uh yeah and that's that was that was that was the first one uh so that's on ps4 ps3 uh, a variety of systems and it's almost always on sale so you can grab that on the cheap solid recommendation and uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I've really been playing this week. I'm gonna get, and as a result of that, obviously, I'm gonna try and grab the sequel, uh, maybe, maybe like you know, in the coming week during a slower week. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm sticking with Zelda and stuff for the time being. So yeah, uh, that was the video games for the week. Hmm. Good games. Uh, yeah, good games from all of us. Uh, who has emails? I have an email. I didn't put it on the rundown, but I have an email here. Uh, that I will read to you all, all there with my mouth Go for it. Uh, it is from Enrique oh. uh, Enrique says hello yet again gentlemen uh, I feel bad oh. for you to the show once the new episode downloads on iTunes so I figured I'd do it ASAP Uh, I feel bad. I do always feel bad when we guilt people to email and then they say, oh, I feel bad.
1: But uh,
0: here's a question uh, uh, directly stolen from something on YouTube. With the recent adaptions of anime uh, by the West, like Death Note and Ghost in the Shell, is there any story from the West you would like to see turned into an anime series or possibly a manga? Mm. Uh, it's rather obvious ones come to mind like Terminator or maybe the X-Men but anything you guys think could work thanks for making an awesome show I can always listen to every Monday morning out here in Cali Uh, cheers Uh, thanks very much uh, Enrique good question Uh, hmm, something I'd like to see in anime of. here
3: Pokemon
0: oh god Uh, oh I'd love to see uh, anime Breaking Bad.
2: You know? I feel like, yeah. of the anime that I watch, which is not a lot, um, the better ones are often very, very like high concept. Like, uh, Attack on Titan, Full Metal Alchemist, Death Note. Shush! Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh... So I'm trying to think of stuff that's like really kind of out there. Maybe something like, um, although it's a movie, not a series, something like Interstellar, maybe. Um, Something like, something in like the Inception universe, that kind of stuff. Um, Although, is Inception loosely based already on some Japanese thing? I don't know. Um, What else? I'm looking at my collection now. As as an anime. Let me see.
0: About you, Joe? Any ideas?
1: I mean, I would obviously never watch anything like that, so pass.
0: Well, I like I like the idea of of breaking bad. I think I think, but I I'd still want it set in like New Mexico. I'd love to see anime like, you know, New Mexico. I think that'd be pretty fucking cool.
2: I think Mad Max would be pretty good as an anime series. You know what? There probably is
0: a a Mad Max-esque anime, I'd imagine. Mm. Mm. Um,
2: Or just something stupid, like... uh, Batman or something. <laughs> Japanese Batman.
0: Oh. That's almost certainly a thing. Oh,
2: I was, I was gonna do a little voice, better not. Um No
0: no no I'd be mean, no, no better
2: that's... than that Jinder Mahal in that case.
0: That's exactly it.
2: Um Yeah, I don't know. They'd be good. I mean I think that's kinda of why anime works is that um and why it often doesn't work when they try and transpose it into like like Death Note is um it's it's everything. Everything anime is like, just that little bit weirder, that little bit more out there. Whereas I feel like most American series are are more kind of based within reality. Um, anime is usually a, that little better. At kind of, it's, whether it's fancy or sci-fi, is it's always a little bit more high concept, which I like. Ooh, look at me, um, Mr. High Concept. Anyway, if only they spoke English,
0: my oh God. Oh god. Anyway, Joe, do you have an email?
1: I do. It's from Enrique. Oh, triple he says, header for Enrique. This um, one. he says the subject is uh, "People get mad when I say movies are fake." Um, not mm-hmm. sure how that relates to the email though. Uh, fuck it. I'll go for the trifecta and send an email to each of you. I hope you guys don't yeah. mind. Yeah, Enrique, it's not only encouraged; it's welcomed. It's allowed. Um, Yeah. Um, Just enjoyed/slash endured the illustrious filmography of Tom Hanks. Any particular favourite performances or movies you'd like to suggest? Um, Well, my favourite of his stuff is really the '80s comedy stuff, like your, your Splash, your Big, your Turner and Hooch, your Burbs. Um, those are all great. Dragnet, um, all good. And then obviously, I think most people have seen these big kind of 90s movies from Saving Private Ryan to the Toy Stories to Apollo 13 and Forrest Gump and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, outside of that, I can't really think if there are any like gems. There's also quite a lot of uh, uh, bad stuff in there. Um, Yeah, anyway, he goes on to say Any other actor slash actress's career you'd like to similarly explore? Maybe someone off the beaten path, like a John Goodman or a Matt Dillon. Thanks later, Enrique. Thank you, Enrique. Um, I mean, this all started because I'd seen more Tom Hanks movies than any other actor. So I was already kind of quite deep into his filmography. filmography. Um, So that's why I wanted to finish it off the other thing with hanks is he pretty much is always the leading man in his movies um so it's not like he has loads of kind of random supporting roles like someone like a a john goodman would um he probably pops up in a lot of small roles so you'd have to watch all of those just to see a kind of five minute performance whereas with hanks you're always getting hanks you're getting what's on the box um so I can't think of anyone else I'd, I'd really like to do it with, but there might, there might be someone out there. Um, I was thinking maybe Leonardo DiCaprio because um, he's not done that many and I've seen quite a few. But yeah, if I think of anyone else, I'll, I'll, I might give that a go. Uh,
2: did you hear about the, uh, the plan some of our mutual friends um, are looking to start a, a podcast based around the filmography of Kevin Spacey? Who? you know jack and uh i haven't heard about this yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah. why are they ripping off my idea because it's a really good idea it's an oh, homage yeah. if anything oh yeah shit
2: they can get you on oh, i oh, i love kevin spacey i should do him next yeah because uh, you have? had your Thanksgiving, and uh i actually came up with the name for them they're going to call it we need to talk about kevin spacey uh-huh. It's, not it's, not, it's not as good. Yeah, pretty good. It's not as good as Hank. it's not as snappy. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's alright. Right. Okay. okay. Um, maybe better for a podcast name <laughs> than than a snappy idea. It's basically up there. Um, Goodman. John Goodman is so much though. <laughs> You'd be fifty by the time you finish his Yeah, what I know. Um, what about like? Uh, I mean, if you're going to do it, something like... Oh, I was going to say De Niro, but you'd have late De Niro to watch. Yeah. And, I, and Pacino.
1: Those two were, were probably close to Hank's in terms of the number of movies I've seen, but it's just so many what about, what
2: about Joe Pesci?
1: I'd have to watch Jack and Jill. Don Pacino!
0: I want to fuck your sister! <laughs> 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 He just wants to play Twister with your sister. Wants to play Twister with your sister. Have a Dunkin' Donuts.
2: <laughs> Godmother. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. I remember we talked about the Godmother. That was Those were the days. <laughs> oh, good stuff. You come to me on the day of me, daughters, when and you show yourself... <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I think the Thanksgiving uh, endeavor might have been a, a once in a lifetime thing. Do you think that you'll actually repeat it with another actor?
1: Um, possibly not, unless I can think of someone I really like. Mm.
2: I feel like um, it needs to be the right. I don't want to force it. it I mean, now that you've done Thanksgiving, I feel like you you don't really have to limit yourself anymore. Because if it felt like towards the end that you were watching a lot of movies that you didn't enjoy, yeah. Certainly now you just watch movies you want to watch.
1: Yeah, I wanted to also get it out of the way for Halloween.
2: Um, so obviously, oh, it's spooky up movie time of the year. Yeah,
1: I'm going to hit some of the classics this year. So.
2: I bought a, a new Blu ray to watch for Halloween specifically. Um, I still have Get Out and I still have Split to watch. Now, admittedly, not necessary Halloween movies. Uh, I also bought M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit. So I'm going to watch that. Um, Give Out is a brilliant Halloween film. Well, I'm going to watch it for Halloween, but I don't know if I've not seen a uh, Split, but I don't know whether you consider Split a Halloween movie.
0: I, I haven't seen that either, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I know someone someone whose opinions I trust greatly said that it was fantastic. So, oh.
2: so I look forward to those. Um,
0: get out, get out, get out is almost like it's like for all the the. A hubbub about what a you know a weird movie it is and what it says about society. It's like lots of lots of great horrors say things about society. Yeah. You know. Well, I've
2: been saving it up you know. specifically for Halloween.
0: I. It's a great Halloween movie. I think. I, oh I Actually, yeah. I might I could grab that on Blu-ray for, for that reason. Yeah,
2: I should do the same thing. Uh, oh, then we then we'd all have it on Blu-ray. <gasps> what? Uh,
0: what? and a Another great idea. Mm. Uh, for for Halloween this year, I'm not going to watch. You know. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think I'll don't think i watch a bunch of horror films. I want to... I can't remember if I said this last week or not. I want to watch all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films.
1: Oh, my God, why?
0: Which basically involves watching one good movie and then a lot of shite.
1: Yeah, it's less like watching Halloween and then all the other ones. Aren't oh, there, are like, four
3: or
0: five of them? Or, or aliens are, and all the other ones. There are four uh, sequential films... A reboot, a prequel to the reboot. Leatherface, and they, yeah. Texas Chainsaw 3D, which is a soft reboot that is actually a, a chronological sequel to the very first film.
2: Oh, wow. I'm just looking at this. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, released in 1995. Do you
0: know who's in it? Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey.
2: <laughs> what a cast.
0: So that movie, right, I've, I've read a little bit about it this uh it was made it was shown you know at a few festivals it was panned mm. they put it on ice and were basically not going to release it and then i can't remember what the two films were um 90, 95 rolled around and mcconaughey and zellweger who were nobodies when they made that film both blew up with i wish i could remember what their first two what what, what were their first two big films those two
2: zellweger and can't remember.
0: Uh... 95 but they both came out at the same well, time. Zell-
2: Zellweger would have been Blonde. No, that's um that's the that's, other one. It's Witherspoon. Uh Zellweger would have been Jerry oh, Maguire. Yeah. Jerry Maguire would have Jerry been Jerry Maguire, true, yeah. that was it. Oh yeah, it was what well, kind of was Jerry Maguire, wasn't he? Uh, I actually can't remember,
0: but um, really? but anyway,
2: so no, they they wasn't, they oh,
0: so. they blew off as like you know the new the new young stars of hollywood and so they took this film that they made 18 months previous and said oh we can release this now and matthew mcconaughey's agent tried to stop them because it was embarrassing
3: <laughs>
0: but they got it out and, and it's it's fucking completely weird i've seen some clips of it but i have never watched it in full. so yeah so the the, the halloween golf will be will be coming
2: coming forth uh, <laughs> well we'll be, we'll be coming next week because next uh sunday is the first of october Yay! So maybe a Sunday, a Sunday morning spook fest. Um,
0: two weeks of no Barry on CSP, by the way, coming up.
2: <gasps> what? Okay, we'll have to discuss.
0: That's that. right. Discuss uh, this 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 I coming I weekend, cool. I'm, I'm up uh, in the glorious little tourist town of Killarney. Ah, oh, Killarney's lovely. Um, Killarney's lovely. Me. me and the misses are going up there. But also, fucking for I'm, not coming. I'm... I may be home in time to do the show. That that's it. that's it to be confirmed. Uh, and the following week I'm doing my very ill advised uh Limerick to Dublin to Limerick to Belfast OTT oh my God. Uh, uh, yes. weekender, which I will be completely dead for and uh, obviously the Belfast show will clash with C S P so I'll be I'll be doing that. Okay. But uh so yeah. Son of a bitch. Two weeks okay. two weeks to, to, to make do without me. Anyway. Uh, uh
2: I have an email as well. I have that? an email as well. Uh, from a man from Brazil called Enhiki, um, oh, which is how you say it over there. He says, uh, "Apologies for only pestering Barry with emails and questions." Uh, no, no problem. Uh, pester Barry all you want, because uh, he's not going to be here for two weeks. So here's something I've debated with coworkers. I just remembered that I'd like to hear your opinion on. Are you ready for this, guys? Mm. Mm. Isn't cheesecake technically a pie? Oh, no. Uh, it, he, he, he provides evidence. He says, look at the evidence.
1: Oh, Go on. We've got to hear the evidence. It's it, what, 12 Angry Men?
2: It has a crust. <laughs> it literally so comes eyes. in a pie tin. And the only arguments I've heard is, or are, it has cake in the name. <laughs> and fuck you. So hopefully you guys can have a better debate than me and the homies at work. I eagerly await the show's reply. Pace. Um, I actually researched this in the week.
0: This was what 12 Angry Made was about, right? I fell asleep during that. <laughs> I think
2: so. <laughs> no, I think this was uh Kramer versus Kramer.
0: Yeah, it's Kramer versus Kramer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go and Google image here cheesecake. Um it does have a crust. I will say that much. Yeah. Um it so is a pizza. It's not a cake. <laughs> I <I'll laughs> tell you what. Different. What makes
0: this extra complicated, Enrique? I hate to be. I hate to lead us to the point where this may be inconclusive. But I don't know that we necessarily talk about pie the same way uh, folks in the states do. Because oh I'm no, very... it's
2: Avengers assemble all over again. It's, it,
0: this is the Avengers assemble of food. I'm sure we do in some context, but we very rarely talk about savory treats and desserts as pies. Uh typically even something that you guys might call a pie. We call it cake. I almost exclusively hear the term pie associated with uh like, like meat a pie. Uh, the beef dish, a savoury dish with, uh, you know, that you'd have for your dinner uh, with mints or some other kind of meat in it, you know, that's a pie, you know. Whereas over here, I think we we have less. Pretty much everything, everything that's a dessert is basically a cake to us.
2: Well, see, we have the the third category, which I don't know. I don't know how again how popular it is in America. You have your cake, and you have your pie, and then you have a tart, and a tart oh. is kind of. In the middle, yeah, I think it's. A, I'd say it's a tart. Yeah, cheesecake would, over here would kind of be a tart, wouldn't it? Like I you have apple tart, tart, you have um, uh, like French tarts as well. But then there's banoffee pie, and that's very
1: similar to cheesecake, but it's called a pie.
2: But I don't it, know what's But is it. banoffee pie a pie?
1: I, well now I'm questioning that. Oh. I'm thinking, is that also a tart? But then maybe banoffee pie has the. Well, I have, have. crust goes up the
2: side, not just at the bottom. Well, that's why. That's why cheesecake is. No, 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 no,
1: no. Cheesecake has the crust go up the side. No, 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 no. Oh, we've
2: we've been looking at different cheesecakes now. No, what what cheesecake? Cheesecake goes up the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, you've only had cheesecake where the crust is at the bottom. I, I, you. When do you get cheesecake with? Up
1: the side that no, mm. that is unusual. That would be an unusual. Well, does it matter? Does it
2: matter if you if you were presented a cheesecake? Is whether the crust goes up the side the defining factor in whether it's a cake or a pie?
1: It's saying that a strawberry tart has it up the side as well. Isn't it? Yeah, so, so doesn't make any
2: sense. I think we might need to redefine <laughs> what it is to be a cake and what it is to be a pie. I think
1: you be right. I, I think if
2: it involves any kind of pastry element that 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 does cro- cross over into pie territory
3: mm, i don't know that a cake is, is a pastry
2: dish i don't know if you consider that cake i think cake has to be mostly that's true sponge sponge with some kind of filling in between that's that's cake to me and maybe like a, a, a whipped cream know. topping or, or an icing topping um, yeah. yeah i think you're right yeah yeah, yeah. so che- cake so cheesecake's a pie then it's a tart. Well, yeah, we say tart. Tar, well, although it's I would cake. say, and this is maybe another a whole other discussion.
1: It's probably more pie than cake. <laughs>
2: is a tart a pie? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say tart is definitely closer to the the it's pie like, side of things what, than cake. What did it? What did Enrique? He thought it was a pie, did he? Uh, well, he he didn't. I don't know which he said. He said well, he's he's, isn't so it technically a pie? Just... See, I, I think he's on the pie side of things as well. Yeah, I think we. I think we
1: have to agree with Enrique.
2: I'm on the pie side of everything.
1: (laughs) All
0: right, settle down.
2: (laughs) Well, if if you're having this discussion again, just crop out the last five minutes of discussion and play it. Um, probably cut out the whole tart discussion where we kind of got lost for a minute. Um, No, leave that in. Leave that in. Yes. Slight background. What about what's your guys' take? Since we're since we're on on the the topic. Uh carrot cake, yay or nay. Not fun. Yeah, eh,
0: it's alright. I'm not big on it. Basically. I'm not
2: I'm not huge on it either. I I, I don't like my, my cake texture to be too wet. I don't want it to be too dry either. But a carrot cake is, is too soggy for me. I do like carrots. Mm. And I do like cake. Uh, but never never the two should mix. Never the twain show, mate. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, well, hopefully we sorted that for you, uh, Enrique. And keep emailing in. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so it's that time of the show where we start talking about wrestling, which oh. is which Happy is off,
0: <laughs> which is apparently, and we'll be back. Uh, we'll be the back point of the week. podcast uh, for those of you who aren't listening anymore. Uh, Tony in the Griff uh, Radio. Uh, Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Boop boop boop. Right, let's uh, let's uh, jump in here right away to the wrestling news here. Jinder Mahal... Oh. J- fucking j- racist. Jinder
1: Mahal, racist or pie? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's debate.
0: If you, if you thought it was a questionable decision to take this guy, who you were pushing solely on the basis that he might appeal to a certain ethnic group, if you thought it was questionable to push him as an evil foreigner, then Buddy... How? What do you make of the fact that now he's also a racist evil foreigner?
2: It's certainly a new spin on the uh, on the the evil foreigner gimmick. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it just, used to be not not to be racist against Americans, uh, but against the Japanese.
0: Just he's just got a long list of just you know.
2: I was so mad when I watched. Um, not the racist promo, but uh, Botchmania this week because they stole my joke right out of my mouth. Where, like, when I was watching that promo, I was thinking of Krusty the Clown doing doing me so, sorry. so funny. So yeah, yeah. That's what. That's the first thing that came to my mind because obviously we're weird, weird Simpsons addicts. But
0: and I, I thought of Father Ted again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I watched the clip and it was just hilarious because it was like, nobody gave a shite about his promo until he said, uh, so if you haven't seen SmackDown, Jinder was doing this rubbish promo about about Shinsuke Nakamura always pulling stupid faces. And then he just inexplicably goes, Shinsuke, you always rook the same. <laughs> like... If I didn't see the clip with my own two eyes, I wouldn't believe it actually aired. It was incredible. Yeah,
2: there, there, are, there are three quotes that I want to bring up. Because you you, they kept showing the same picture. Basically, the joke was, it was Shinsuke pulling, uh, not pulling a face, but in the midst of, you know, when you get a photograph when you're not expecting. You're like, mm. and he went, this is Shinsuke Nakamura when he's constipated. And they showed the photo. And then he went, and this is him when he's happy. And it was the same photo. And they did it like five times And then he went Shinsuke You always Rook the same Uh, And then he said That you look like You get your hair cut By a dog groomer And then made allusions To the fact that That uh, Chinese people Eat cats and dolphins
0: And then he And then he did the Flapping dicky Oh my god I mean he was
2: He was five seconds away From like Why doesn't Shinsuke Nakamura Have a phone because he always winged the wrong number. <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> yeah, that's and that's what SmackDown
2: was this week. That happened.
0: Then he and then he he and uh, acclaimed rapper Slick Rick went into a pie shop.
2: Oh god! And... Don't bring up the pie song. <laughs> We've been talking about pie so long already on this podcast
0: oh yeah the venn diagrams were yeah so i mean whatever it's like and on the one hand people are obviously saying oh well you know it's wrestling blah 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 it's like but well, it's just so embarrassing
2: well that was it's... wwe's own like response to the whole outrage was lads it's fake <laughs>
0: But it's like, but like, like, like I mentioned at the beginning of this story, isn't the, the entire point of pushing this bad pro wrestler who sucks at everything? Isn't the point of pushing him that he's peeling? He may, he may. This is all a legend. I've seen no evidence of it. He may appeal to you know Indian fans. What? What? What Indian fan is watching this going? I'm going to cheer for the, the racist man.
3: Like they not, have, they're not only they pushing him
0: as a they heel; they're yeah. pushing him as even like a more despicable heel than usual
1: maybe maybe on the indian transmissions he like makes fun of americans instead and then like <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's Jinder. it's overdubbed like a bad bollywood movie <laughs> yeah just american yeah. shit
0: shitscape sorry but you always refuse to use metric system <laughs> And, that's, and then the the Indian fans go, ah, he makes a good point, you know.
2: <laughs> the metric system is very useful and easy to understand. Yeah. Oh god! I mean, it kind of raises the question of 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 what is acceptable to get heat and what isn't, you know. Um, I mean, I think I think a lot of outrage, number one, uh, is kind of exacerbated by the fact that Jinder Mahal is very very shite anyway. Um. He's kind of like an easy target for people to, to get upset about because people don't like him in the spot he's in anyway. So any, any chance to get outraged will be taken. Um, And I kind of, you know, on one hand, I feel like a company so up its own arse about Be A Star and their their uh, various campaigns, you know, their, their very transparent marketing slash charity campaigns. Um... Kind of has to take responsibility when they put out a product where a character is is pulling his eyes all narrow and going "oh hero," it's basically <laughs> um, like it, it, they they very much want to have their their pie and eat it um, again pie, mm. uh, and then on the other hand, I feel like you know the old wrestling. Like, the point of wrestling is, is for heels to have heat and be hated. And, you know, if, if it was uh, another show like The Walking Dead or or Breaking Bad and you had a character who was a racist, I feel like yeah. that it would be accepted. Whereas in wrestling, because you have this kind of faux reality, people get all, oh, my God, WWE said this. And you know how nowadays anyway, especially you know on, on the internet, on Facebook, on Twitter and so on that people yeah. get fucking outraged at the drop of a hat um, I, I almost feel like the, the, the thing that's uh, the, the whole worst thing about this is that WWE are so kind of aloof that they would kind of put themselves into the situation and be kind of so tone deaf that they mm. they would do a promo like that in the first place as opposed to kind of just not doing it in, you know, altogether um, and the promo sucked and wasn't funny and was racist <laughs> so i don't know i don't you know what the other thing was like the, the again maybe like the worst thing about it was jinder mahal came out and talked for like 20 minutes about you you eat cats and feast on dolphins and and oh and jinder mahal uh excuse me shinsuke nakamura um never came out to interrupt him or you know come out and knock him out and he just didn't come out, and then he was backstage and did like a, a five-second promo. Mm, it's, good. It sucked.
0: Uh, yeah, so so I probably should have laid with this next uh, story, because it's kind of a bigger deal than fucking Jinder Mahal, and that's like that Bobby Heenan is dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's probably the, the bigger story. Yeah. Um, Joe, I feel like of the three of us you might be the one who has the most affinity for Heaton. and what, what, were your, what were your any standout memories you, that you, you well, held or anything um, you want to say? Uh,
1: I think a, a fantastic commentator and entertainer a very funny man very witty man but who also got the talent over which is the most important thing of course in that role uh, manager great manager who was hated by the fans the weasel he would get in the ring he would mix it up uh, it's commentary on WrestleMania. Um, excuse me, Royal Rumble '92, uh, high high watermark of early '90s. Mm. WWF uh, sorely missed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think uh, I've really enjoyed you know people more educated on the history of the business than I just having so many great things to say about Heenan and, and showing off these old clips and and people just, they really regarded him highly as a wrestler, even though he was very, very brief that he was mm. an actual wrestler, but he, you know, also his, his bumping and selling as a manager and just, I mean, it's like when it was all said and done, it was just, there was so much to be said and written about his, his career. It's really cool, even though my my only real exposure to him was watching old like nitros and and his commentary mm-hmm. on that you know um, and of course like the the occasional bits of him as a manager from like the the very big wwf 80s matches that i've seen uh but yeah uh and obviously you know it, it was a shock to a lot of people but also he he's obviously he had his health woes Um uh you know long fight with cancer which he won but but you know uh um, Obviously, it took its toll on him, uh, so he, he, in a way, it was very much a case of you know, he's at least at peace now, so that that was okay, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, a, a huge loss, obviously. And he is already in the uh, the WWE Hall of Fame, as you'd expect. So, yeah, uh, unless Paul is anything else he wants to, to add there, we'll... well,
2: the one thing uh, that I kind of remember very fondly of he and obviously, I, I didn't watch wrestling in his kind of heyday, I didn't watch um. WCW or anything like that. But um his Hall of Fame speech, uh specifically the moment where he talks about Gorilla Monsoon. And in fact the the one clip of him from Nitro where the it was the episode after Gorilla Monsoon had died. Um two of the the wrestling moments in history that actually are very emotional and, and even watching yeah. them now. Um that's a list I need to make someday, by the way, is is uh moments rest of the moments that made you cry. Um tell you what would not be up there. Edge Edge's is retirement. Um Barry. Um
0: what kind of veiled shot is that
2: was I'm sorry. Um Yeah, I I I I I I really, really enjoyed his Hall of Fame speech back in the day. Yeah. Two thousand and...
0: Four? was it
2: yeah mm. uh, i
0: enjoyed even to this day when he was in ill health that obviously you know he was very frail looking He'd still to this day always hear of, of him just being hilarious at conventions and stuff what story someone shared after his passing was like i remember fondly a few years ago even though he was in ill health i met bobby heenan at a convention and I said his Hall of Fame speech was one of the highlights of my life and he turned around and asked me did you ever come? <laughs> 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 okay. Which was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was like that of people who met him and hurt and he would just come out with all kinds of stuff, as well as his on air. You know, it's just, uh, so, yeah, I mean, a huge loss, a huge loss. Um, <laughs> got uh, some other little tidbits here. We got a note in this uh, following on last week's conversation about the biggest feud in the year, which is OTT versus their own fans. <laughs> um, in a follow up to last week's story, I, mean, I suppose I'm not really. Quite sure where to start here. I guess over the weekend there was a Fight Club show, and there was uh, a heckler, a uh, member of the audience, shouting, uh, you know, a distasteful comments at one of the female performers, seventeen-year-old female performer, no less, just to make it extra gross. Um, and Fight Club came out pretty strongly against it. They said it wouldn't be tolerated absolutely at all uh uh they they knew who the person was apparently uh, I just going by the tweets because Jimmy havoc put out a tweet and he said that he didn't want to see it if anyone was called out for that behavior he didn't want to hear them argue their case because they have done I guess the person who did it, it they were known it was known who they were and then they, they got they were Talking to management about it, so they uh, Fight Club messaged the individual, said just in case you weren't aware, this was about you, and your ta- your behavior won't be tolerated anymore. If you keep at it, you will be banned. Blah blah blah. And he proceeded to go on Twitter and boast about it and act like it was no big deal, and he was the coolest guy ever. And and that segued into a lot of the uh, Twitter madness the last few days with people arguing about that. But uh, <laughs> someone said boy that's a great way to tackle this kind of thing i sure wish ott would would be a bit more proactive about the misogynistic catcalling that's that's happened at the shows and include and also some harassment of some women in the crowd that i that i've been made privy to and they just replied said "Mm, yeah but no one ever pointed out at the show do they Well, (laughs) not
2: only did they say that but in, in the most passive aggressive oh yeah um tone
0: and and it since came out publicly and privately. I mean, I don't mind saying this because a lot of people were just tweeting it publicly. That that, the, that there are a number of people who have said that they have brought it up to people to staff that they have messaged the OTT Twitter account about it. I know some people who even claim to know the people by name and have and have asked for for something to be done about it, and it hasn't been done about it. So this all reflects very poorly on them. That a they're not handling it, and as always, they're being smarmy about it, and and then uh i you know i wasn't quite sure uh if we should mention this on air because the comments were since deleted but uh, uh in the in the late evening yesterday uh justin Shape, who recently departed ott and we and we talked last week about how curious it was and what the circumstances were he did tweet and then quickly delete that he was what did he say he was let go for did you see this,
2: Paul? I did not see it. I've been very curious as to what it said ever since. Oh, I...
0: sorry. Let me let me pull this off because I don't want to. <laughs> First of all, it's a deleted tweet. Second of all, I don't want to miss quote. It. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't really feel bad for reading it because it was doing the rounds after he deleted it, so it's not like it was a massive mm. secret. Uh, He said, the reason I'm not with OTT anymore is because I spoke up against the misogynistic chants and also my social media is killing the biz. That's what he said. And just, you know, FYI, that washes with some stuff that I had heard um, uh, regarding his departure there. So he quickly deleted that and he said, don't mind me, I'm just a disgruntled ex-employee. I just heard some stuff. I, I I didn't get specifics on it, but just very weird things. Something to the effect that they just didn't like his social media or they didn't like the way he interacted with fans or so, something that sounded like a trivial piece of nonsense. Um, and, and also that he spoke out against those uh, very annoying fans and shows and nothing was done about it. Um, so the ongoing beef between OTT and their own customers continues. Um, I must say, it's it's
2: kind of leaving a, a very bitter taste in my mouth, which is kind of sucks given that I've, I've already paid for two upcoming events. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, where I am right now, I feel like wrestling sucks, wrestlers suck, and the fans kind of suck. So I'm kind of yeah. all around kind of a little bit jaded by the whole fiasco. Yeah. Um, I'm
0: I'm I'm very, I'm I'm very, um, I'm very perfect on OGT. Um,
2: it's almost a case where you're, you're better off kind of not known <laughs> about the whole, hmm. but it's, they're kind of so in your face about it with how they run the, the social. This
0: uh, is the thing. Right? I mean, it's like we can, you can kind of try your best to avoid it, but they're so, they're so there. It's like we had
2: the Bram thing. Uh, last week or not last week but whatever that was Um yeah, the, whatever, yeah. the but... justy thing mm. the the ongoing weird like bad communication um, uh, that's, that's the, something we've true. talked about is, as well is kind of the the over-reliance on imports over their own guys yeah. um, especially like the the, the third third year anniversary card is definitely mm. symptomatic of that um and it seems like going out of their way to piss off their their most loyal fans so i don't know about uh i almost feel like did they did they become too big too quickly i don't know Uh,
0: maybe yeah i yeah getting little vibes of too big for their britches perhaps Mm. but um, it's unfortunate i mean obviously i'm going to those third anniversary shows i'm hoping they're good shows and i'm hoping Well, that's the
2: thing is the shows are always great
0: and well yeah i mean certainly but i'm hoping i'm hoping they're good shows and i'm sure they will be but i'm also hoping that maybe there's some good news coming out of it i'm hoping i don't know i i maybe uh, this is probably this is probably you know a massive leap of faith probably not going to happen but maybe you know maybe by the end of the year they can turn things around or bring justy back into the fold or something like i don't know get you know Get their get their head in the game and and realize that good wrestling alone will not carry you forever. Um,
2: no, we talked about last week about how important is the goodwill of of your consumers.
0: So, um, so yeah, and for the record, actually, I just found out like while we were on air, very quickly, just as we were starting, uh, Bram does have a, a, a booking on the same day as OT. He will not be there. Um, or at least that's that's what I would think yeah, it's a shame because uh, I
2: mean, there's so many people there you want to support you know the angel cruisers of the world and...
0: well this is the thing as the as the bad PR comes out and the, the justy thing and XYZ I mean it's all with well a good to say it's like okay fuck this management like I'll live without seeing Matt Riddle and Mike Bailey like I'll go to I'll, go to a, I'll save my money and go to a progress show or something but then there's like but also it's like it's not fair like it's if, if like you don't want ott to fail because it's literally injected life into our own scene and you know you don't want that to be frayed and squandered and you don't want people like excuse me i'm belching here as i as i drink coke on air you don't want people like um Angel Cruz and and the other very very talented. All the contenders were so young and have so much potential, and they deserve to have they deserve to have a big indie of their own chores that they can get over on. Like you don't want to see them going back to the early two thousands Irish indie, you know. Yeah,
2: um, it, I don't know so it's, what it's, what the answer is to be honest. No, um, I well
0: the answer would be if they could get their fucking head in the game and and and
2: pop on.
0: Get, Cop on, get you, can you fucking act together? That you. you'll never make county with this attitude, you know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so that's yeah, that's the ongoing situation. I mean, the just the uh, justy
2: thing is definitely up there with kind of stupid, the stupidest kind of decisions. And I, I kind of, fr- although I didn't see the tweet you mentioned, the the other tweets definitely kind of had a hint of um that it wasn't necessarily his choice that he's not around, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I actually I actually missed and again part of the reason I did, I don't feel bad mentioning it is because I actually missed that as it happened what people were were sharing about. It. And you know, he's I I I think he he deleted it but I don't th- I don't know that he would necessarily care that that were that you know uh we're talking about it. I I think to be fair to Jesse, I also think he I I think he's not trying to rock the boat. Um
2: yeah, I get that feeling. It's it's so weird though. I mean, for that to be the reason. I mean, I that that must be one of a multitude. I'm sure there's more to it than than he spoke Absolute. up against misogyny.
0: Yeah, I I I for yeah, for the record, you know, And that he's a heel
2: fair. on Twitter. I mean,
0: Yeah, I come on. yeah, for for the record, I I'm sure there's more to it. I I wouldn't claim that that is the entirety and I don't know anymore. I mean, that's just it's just um, We're
2: only fans for God's sake, lads.
0: We're only yeah, this is just, you know, observations and rumors and speculation, but uh, but there you go. Um, elsewhere in the news here, uh, Cody Rhodes signed with ROH, which uh, which is funny because obviously in in I don't know if we talked about this last week, but he was bantering with Michael Hayes on Twitter uh, about coming into Starcade.
1: Is he not the world champion?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> he is. He's just,
2: he's just signed with them. Well, he's he's, he's yeah. domestically exclusive to Ring of Honor now. Okay, because he had been in in TNA. Uh, or GFW, whatever the fuck it's called now. I have no idea, um, which is a whole other story. We're not even going to get into this week. No, um, who cares? Uh, he was on uh, the crash in 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 Mexico. He's been in various indies all across America. Um, mm-hmm. Evolve, I think, wasn't he in Evolve That's at one point? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Now he's going to be exclusive, at least in America, to Ring of Honor. That's good. Yeah, so, and
0: and and also that you know you. you uh, on the note of the Starcade thing, signing a contract, I, I don't know how long it is, that, I don't think they said, but you would imagine, you know, that's at least a year before he's going back to WWE, um, or maybe you know, maybe it's a 6 month or but I would guess a year. Yeah. Um, and I think most people kind of assume that him leaving and doing this, I'm a great worker on the Indies run, was kind of all to eventually circle around and come back to WWE, but... Um, <laughs> that remains to be seen at this time and also one thing cody just immediately overshadowed i saw a lot of people speculating that that means when he eventually is free to do what he wants that daniel Bryan will likely go to ROH because him and cody are buddies and also cody has been just straight up making allusions to brian in his matches um because i think cody really wants a Bryan match and i think he really wants it to be in ring of honor because he's smart and he knows that will get the most buzz um as the speculation obviously continues to be that Brian is, is running down the clock and he wants to wrestle, so mm. uh, yeah. But that that is obviously a developing story, and that is yet more speculation. Mm. And uh, then uh, breaking on air here as we were doing the show, uh, <laughs> we we actually I was going to talk about the uh, Gabe Spolsky email situation, but we haven't even talked about the whole Flow Sports WWN ah. Uh, yeah. uh thing flow sports the uh fucking weird company that that hosts flow slam
3: mm. the,
0: the the not very popular streaming service that's too expensive um they are suing wwn on the basis that when they made their deal a year ago where flow launched and their big their big ted poll thing was that they had the wwn family of shows on their service uh they said that wwn gave them false info pertaining to how many buys they typically do on a month uh you know with the with the idea that you know here's how many people buy our shows monthly you can easily translate that to subscribers uh and and they, they basically alleged they were given false information there so, uh, and that segued into uh, a number of stories coming out about WWN and Flow, uh, which kind of made WWN sound kind of sleazy and made Flow sound completely ignorant, including that Flow apparently <laughs> believed that 5,000 people bought a bulb every month, which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> Uh, and the situation worsened last weekend when there was an evolved show that was supposed to be on Flow and Flow just and according to Gabe, this is allegedly on his side, uh, Flow just decided not to broadcast on their service. Um so, so t- t- think they're not only going to court, but tensions are, are rising and the relationship is fraying okay. and, uh, and all this happening. So as we were going on the air this this week, uh basically uh sorry, another thing, uh, yesterday there was also a leaked email from Gabe where he talked about Uh, apparently was sent to talent before the weekend shows and there was a couple of notes in there about his relationship with wwe and all this other stuff and so today it came out that last night gabe called the the podcast that that uh posted his email memo and asked to find out who leaked it and when the podcast in question would not tell him he said that he was going to uh, fu- allegedly he said he was going to fire a random member of the evolve roster in, in in response to this leaked email um which naturally when that was then posted online did not reflect very well on him and now he's mad online about that so
2: <laughs> okay yeah. he's so, like, he's like the just, joker now or something
0: yeah it's a, what a yeah or like two face he's going to flip a coin um but, uh, goodness me what a what a bad week for the gamester um uh there was a, there was more to that phone call as well you can go on uh, voicesofwrestling.com has the story but he was like he was apparently sounded sounded quite agitated said he was done with indie wrestling and blah 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 and just everything else um uh, that's that's a very interesting story that's that's developing um and uh, it seems like he's having a you know a, a rough day at the
2: office Oh, poor guy.
0: So, uh, yeah, and that brings us to No Mercy. Uh, Paul, which bits of yes. No Mercy did you watch? Uh,
2: well, I watched the three last matches on the, on the show. So I watched Roman Reigns against John Cena. I watched Brock Lesnar against Braun Strowman. And I watched Neville against Enzo Amore.
0: Why don't you talk about Roman Reigns versus... I've only seen the, the very last match, so why don't you talk yeah. about the Reigns match?
2: Um, well, I have very high expectations for it, and I don't think it was quite as good as, as they had hoped it would be. Um, essentially, to sum up the, the match in, in a few sentences, uh, John Cena hit Roman Reigns with four AAs, including one off the top rope or off the second rope and two in a row, uh, which Roman Reigns kicked out of all of them. Uh, and then Roman Reigns hit him with one Superman punch and one spear and got the win. So in in that aspect, it kind of mirrored the Lesnar-Strowman match in that it just kind of won Finisher out of nowhere at the end. Um, so I guess in that way, it didn't really feel like a back-and-forth drama-filled match. It was John Cena hitting his Finisher 100 times, Roman Reigns kicking out every time at two. I was kind of... OTT to an extent, and, and indie wrestling has kind of spoiled me too. Like, I would have loved if... <laughs> if John Cena hit the AA off the second rope, and Roman, Roman kicks out at one, would have been <laughs> would have been brilliant. <laughs> um, or if he just hopped to his feet and went... Um, that would have been great as well. Um as it was, I kind of felt like the the repeated kickouts at two, all kind of it's it's kind of, kind of so formulaic that it doesn't get you as excited as as an unexpected kickout at one does. Um, I mean the match was was pretty good. Cena, um, early on especially was was kind of overselling, was kind of hamming up his selling. I kind of felt like it was it was like Shawn Michaels against Hulk Hogan levels of like over the top selling. Um, but that might just be Cena, <laughs> in fairness. Um, Cena is also more muscly than ever. He's jacked. Um, and his hair is hideous. He's got a, his, his, his hair has no form. He's got a, his hair is, is like if you took John Cena's normal hair and took like a thick brown marker and just drew a, a big thick line outside the outside of his head, that's what his hair looks like. Um, I, my, my theory I don't know if I said this last week But my theory is that He's trying to uh, Look exactly like Mark Wahlberg Because presumably They couldn't get him in For the Transformers So they got the next best thing John Cena um, They're both from Boston After all um, uh, The match was it yeah, It was okay um, Again It was kind of reliant On, on Roman Reigns Kicking out of a load of finishers Reigns also did a spear Through the announce table That landed right on his head um mm-hmm. but not not the match you'd expect it to be. Um like a uh a three out of five, something in that range I would say. Um Uh Enzo Mori and Neville was was no good, of course. And uh Enzo has no idea why he's doing it there half the time. Um and speaking of which, neither does Brock Lesnar because he got completely lost in this match. Uh in the main event. Um and the match towards the end, um completely fell apart and Lesnar and Strowman were just visibly talking to each other because they had no idea what was happening. Uh, and then Lesnar hit the F5 and won. <laughs> and that was it. Um, and even like early on, at no point did I feel like, like I, I did with Joe, Joe Lesnar early on, I felt like the first minute, two minute, three minutes uh, delivered. And then it very quickly fell into the Brock Lesnar match. Uh, this one at no point did I feel like it was kind of what I hoped it was gonna be. It just from start to finish felt like. A Although Strowman is in the match, and you feel like you can do something special with Strowman, aside from one or two spots where he like on Lesnar, um, where he bumped him out of the ring, this this exact match could have been done with like Lesnar, Luke Harper. You know, it, it, they didn't really use the fact that it was Lesnar Strowman to any great extent and the match never felt like a special mm. dream match it was just the the brock lesnar blueprint match and not a very exciting one
0: yeah i i didn't enjoy the match at all and i feel like it was like the agenting was like inexplicable in the sense of they it's like they woke up and forgot how to book Braun and brock um, to an extent well, I feel like Braun more so. I mean, they've always, I mean, they've always kind of been a bit of a mixed bag with Brock. I mean, remember the Triple H matches where they just did not work to his style at all. But with Braun, they've just they've kept everything to a minimum. They've just had him throw people and use weapons and bust fucking people through the stage and ambulances and all these crazy gimmicks and and it plays to his strengths and it's also what the fans want is and and so this was a largely contested in the ring match where Braun didn't do any crazy shit, and um and he I think he suffered as, as a consequence. It's you know they just kind of decided to have him work a traditional WWE main event uh, pay per view match, and uh, I think he really suffered for it. I think his I think his aura was big time hurt more so than the loss. I mean, I would rather he didn't lose, but I you could make your peace with the loss if it's a spectacular. Match. He, he
2: looked weak losing.
0: But he looked he looked weak losing and also from the kind of like the hardcore fans standpoint he was like he was exposed as like actually not this cool character or this cool badass. Um, there was a, a a long spot in the middle where Brock puts him in the Kimura and they first of all they were in the ropes about 10 times and the referee just didn't let it go because obviously they, the, the, the point of the spot was to fight for the ropes but Broad was hitting the ropes left right and center as they were walking around the ring. Eventually, Braun goes down, and they just sit there like they're in a Dolph Ziggler headlock on an episode of SmackDown. And the commentators are freaking out like it's this move that broke Triple H's arm. And Braun just, like, doesn't, like, know how to sell it. like, Or, or maybe they were going for, like, an intense, he's-so-powerful no-sell, but it didn't come off that way at all. And so he's just sitting there in this supposedly powerful move, not really selling it very well. And then eventually... You know, grabs the ropes for the official rope break, and I was like, "This is like a bad match. This is like actually not great at all." Because the thing I was expecting
2: when he got put in the Kimura, uh, like you know, I expect he goes down and that uh, he'd sell it for a while, but that uh, he'd eventually like power out of her, right? Because he Braun Do something cool. No, he got a rope break, and he was screaming in pain, a little bit, and then other times he was just lying there because he was tired. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Braun Strowman, the way he broke the Kimura was he grabbed the rope and the ref told Brock Lesnar to stop hurting him. And that was it. And I was like, oh dear. That doesn't look, make Braun Strowman look strong. Uh, and then he got hit with one F5 and was a finito. Yeah. Like, again, I, I, I fancy booked that Roman Reigns would kick out after one after an AA off the top rope. This is where you do the kick out at one is Braun Strowman kicks out of the F5-01. Or two, if you want to be, do it that way. Uh, but no, he got pinned. Uh, and Lesnar didn't even hook the legs. He just kind of lay on him. Yeah. And that was it. And then they are like... <laughs> the last line of the pay-per-view as it went off the air was something like, but we haven't seen the last of Braun Strowman. I was like, what? What does that do? Like, you basically just... It wasn't um as bad. But it was kind of like the uh it reminded me a little bit of the Ryback CM Punk Hell in the Cell match. Mm. Where they're like, Fuck, we have to beat Ryback. Um how do we do it? <laughs> you know, and then their answer this time was, uh, Lesnar just beats him. Fuck it. It'll be fine. He'll 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 be grand. Um I guess their thing is, do they want to keep Lesnar as a champion for a year? Is that a thing they want to do? Because I feel like they did that already. And it wasn't fun the first time. Because Raw, <laughs> no. Raw never have a champion, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the whole Lesnar aura is not only just... We talked about the effect on Strowman. But I feel like the Lesnar aura is really starting to wane. Um. And even in the first few years where he was having kind of matches with uh, 10 matches with Triple H, you know, um, even though some of those matches were particularly great, I feel like Lesnar still had this like really strong aura of a special attraction, of a big deal. Um, And just in like the last year, even when he had, you know, the Cena match and that's where he kind of brought in for the first time the whole Suplex City style. I feel like it's really only the last year, maybe since like the first Goldberg match, or or I mean, discounting some of the the lesser matches he had, like the the Harper match or the uh, Kofi uh, Kingston, the Col- yeah, the matches like that that don't really count. Big Show match. Um, I feel like he's really um, regressed into this this seven minute match that's never very good. Um, and he, like when he was feeding with Goldberg, the whole kind of idea that I had, at least, was uh, well, obviously, Goldberg can't go 20, 15 minutes, so they're having a short match. Uh, and then maybe Lesnar kind of got used to that and was like, well, I'm not working, working for a 15 minute match. I'm going to do a five minute match, <laughs> you know? And even the, um, the last match they had, the four way, if you recall, Lesnar got I- injured and spent half the match th- having a sleep backstage. Mm. so I don't know I don't know how many how many times can you get burned before you maybe not to jump the gun here but before you vote Brock Lesnar worst wrestler of the year oh
0: and who's going to be the best well you're going to have to wait until I don't know December (laughs) or whatever Goldberg fair (laughs) anyway Anyway. Uh so that's that's no mercy really. I, I heard it was a good show, uh other than like the main event the Enzo match. Yeah, I
2: actually heard uh, that the, the first half of the show was really good. Which I haven't watched obviously because I only wanted to watch the important matches, quote unquote.
0: Yeah, but Paul only watches the stars, you know.
2: I only do the big uh, times, brother.
0: I wanna see this match where Tony Cesaro gets his teeth fucked up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why? He looks like Shane McGowan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> As Christmas is,
2: Cesaro section. (laughs) Anyway, um,
0: why? why here's,
2: Here's 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 the wrestling joke of the week for you. Aside from their teeth, Barry, why is Cesaro like Shane McGowan? Because they're both in the bar. I don't, I don't get it. That's the name of the tag team is the bar. I don't know if you know that.
3: <laughs> and um, Shane McGowan
2: is a renowned alcoholic. I got that bit. Okay, good. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. The best jokes are the ones you have to explain afterwards. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And
0: the and the ones that make fall of alcoholics. <laughs> Absolutely. And men with no teeth. Yeah, all all of, you know, society's, oh. you know, lessers
2: yeah don't don't punch down that's what I say isn't it so vote now on our Twitter poll which is a better joke the one I just told or when Jinder Mahal said that Nakamura uh ate a dolphin I,
1: I choppy choppy your pee pee wasn't it <laughs>
2: <laughs> it wasn't far away from choppy choppy your pee pee no, not really um I mean what can we expect now next week Nakamura will come out and have the Kai and voice uh yep and uh then they'll
1: go back to uh objectifying women <laughs> brown pentage matches baby
2: did you see by the way they had a promo on no mercy which was uh for the wwe 2k17 game which had snoop dogg i think rapping about wrestlers over it and mm-hmm. he was like um look look it up on youtube it's probably on their youtube channel uh he's like "Div, no more divas and and Finn Balor and blah, blah, blah. And there's one, scene, one clip in it where it has uh, the Divas title in close-up. And then, I think it's Stacey Keebler gets thrown into a pit of mud or whatever the fuck it is. And then Sasha Banks k- kicks over the TV and has, like, a big red X on it. Like, no more Divas. And Sasha Banks kicks it over. And she's all posing. Posing all cool and shit. <laughs> I think that's the first time that they've, like, really made reference to, like... Look what we used to do. <laughs> Look how bad this shit was. Um, Which, by the way, we didn't talk this week about um, Billy from Twitter. Mm-mm. Billy. Who? Mm-hmm. Or is it Billy? I don't know how it's pronounced. Obviously. Oh,
0: that guy. Well, I, I breezed past that in the OTT chat because, you know, when, basically when Fight Club were outing this asshole fan... It of course uh, caused a, 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 the loser subsection of wrestling fans to be like, "Wait, why can't we tell teenagers to get their tits out at shows?"
2: Whoa. Yeah. Mm, anyway,
0: so that ha- that happened, and 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 he's now off Twitter, which is good.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, every now and then. Not to have a go at our listeners, of course, because we're, we're we're included in the subsection. But every now and then, you do get a little reminder that a lot of wrestling fans are, <laughs> for want of a better word, uh, outcasts from society and are weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdo freak men. Anyway. Sorry if you're a weirdo freak man listening to this podcast. We do appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe he can do a podcast with that Google guy. Google uh, guy? Who's that? Oh, oh, oh I know he's he oh,
0: that guy. The, the one who's like, the KKK's name's cool.
2: <laughs> you got a like, I, uh, uh, uh,
0: Twitter is good. So you
2: have Billy, the Google guy, and Jinder Mahal.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, and then was like, you know, and I just said, you know. You always rook the same, and I thought it was kind of funny. No, I totally get you, man. I totally get you. <laughs> it was a chess joke. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fucking end this show, everyone. All right. Sorry, <laughs> get us right.
2: out of here. Come on, that's enough. Look, yeah, let's wrap it out.
0: Uh, so, next week, I may or may not be here. We'll see. You. The other two lads will be here, of course. JairShopPodcast.com. Send us an email in the archive. And uh, yeah, it's farewell for me for a while, Barry Murphy. It's goodbye from Mr. Joe Towder.
1: Goodbye. Bye. it's goodbye
0: from Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye.